Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Takes my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Oh, 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 with only good music. Something about the things you said stays in my mind. I wanna sit down and listen to you. I listen all night. Melody, the arrangement makes my body go so crazy. A therapy, man, I love beat. It's the way the music comes over me. The emotions I get, I won't fight. Sometimes the music is sure to make you cry, then dry your eyes. You know when the music is the way you can hide life. I get lost in your words It feels so good when I'm hurt Takes my mind off of the pain Love when the beat takes me away With only good music Oh, oh, oh With only good Please don't stop the music Cologne strum my pain with the fingers I could really use it Quiet storms full of purple rain My sherry and more lovely as a summer day I'll let the whispers follow Marvin Gaye In my headphones till the music starts to fade away I'd give away my brown sugar for a bit of pop If love really was a bullet, I'd have took the shot Yeah, uh Now would you buy me a drink just to take me home? Put your game in a song just to make me moan. I like my Robin Thicke, me alone. A thug album, triple shots, that's a trace. Um. I get lost in your words. It feels so good when I'm hurt. Take my mind off of the pain. Love when the beat takes me away with only good music. Oh.
Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to each and every one of you. Wherever you are listening in this world, welcome to another session of the Focus Emails Global Chat Cafe. I am C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. The Mediating Shiro, right here at our ground zero. I see that um, the ladies are coming on. I see that Tarjay is here and... uh, uh looks like uh, Allie B is here, and Shauna sent the message to say that she's not participating in chat today. She'll be in listening mode. So we're going to jump right into our program and um, get things going. We are, today is all about, of course, what's on your mind. We went to an open uh, chat format. We have some exciting announcements coming along, and... We are expanding our listenership. So with that said, we're going to jump right into our shout-outs to all of the countries, provinces, and places who have supported us throughout this decade and beyond. Um, So a special shout-out to Australia, Brazil, Cambodia, Canada, China, Denmark, Germany, Greece, India, Indonesia, Iran, the Ivory Coast, Jamaica, Kenya, Macau, Malaysia, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Pakistan, the Philippines, Romania, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Korea, South Korea. Welcome to South Sudan. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you to Spain and welcome to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is joining our family as well. Welcome to Sweden, Thailand, Trinidad and Tobago, Tunisia, United Kingdom, the United States. Of course, we have a couple of unknowns we have yet to identify, but welcome to you too. As soon as we can identify you, we will be sure to give you a shout out as well. And rounding out our list as always is Vietnam. With that said, we're going to bring on uh, the ladies today. Because today is all about that thing called growth, that thing called uh, movement, a shift, or however you want to say it. Um, so let me see here. Somebody is not on. Huh, da, 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 da. Hello, hello, ladies. How are you today? Good morning. Good morning. As I said, today is all about uh, growth. Um, change. I know that the world is opening again. So today, um, I wanted to talk about how you're planning on uh, emerging into this new social normal, um, what we're going to do to adjust, because everything that we have known for most of our lives has changed. Uh, I had gone to the post office just yesterday, and um, they didn't have a plexiglass. They they put up, they taped up some um, pieces of clear plastic, and they cut holes in them so that you could hand the uh, mail through to um, the workers. And uh, as uh, other places of business are either opening or preparing to open, um, there's going to be changes, major changes are coming. 
So with that said, I know that this week you both uh, submitted pieces about growth. And good morning to Brother Gene over in our show chat room. Uh, so whoever wants to start to read your piece, and then we're going to jump right into our discussion for today. Um, this may or may not be an abbreviated show. Don't know how it's going to go, but I want everyone to enjoy this beautiful, beautiful sunny day. So we're going to make it work, and then we're going to go out and be fierce in this world. So who would like to start with your pieces for today, whomever? I guess I can go ahead. Um, so, of course, we're talking about growth. And my quote for today is from Abraham Maslow. And it says, one can choose to go back towards safety or go forward towards growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. And fear must be overcome again and again. Growth is one of those topics I always find myself harping on. For one to ascend to higher heights in life, growth must be a part of the process. There is no elevation without growth. Many people desire instant gratification, failing to understand that growth is a process. Some often look back on things of the past to dictate how to move forward in life. However, it is impossible to move forward without incident while holding on to the past. It's like driving a car, but constantly turning your head to see what cars are behind you instead of keeping your head forward and using your rearview mirror from time to time. We must know where we have come from to know where we are going. Therefore, it is important to measure our progress, checking the rearview mirror periodically, but we cannot revisit the past in a manner that is unhealthy, turning the entire head to look back, look out of the back window while driving forward, because eventually the focus on what is in front of us will be lost and we, we will eventually crash. We must keep looking and moving forward if we expect the growth to be continuous. We love comfort. Everyone in life wants to be comfortable. However, sometimes we must move out of those comfort zones and step outside of the box in order to elevate to the level of comfort we experience, to elevate the level of comfort we experience. Growth does not develop in comfort. Growth is on the other side of fear. We fear the unknown. We usually form our comfort based on what we know. We know if we do this, the outcome will be this. But if we try something new, we may not know the outcome or what it will be, and that can be scary. However, if we can push through the fear, growth is on the other side, no matter what they experience. We should always be aiming for self-elevation, and within that, we will experience moments of fear over and over again in order to continue to grow in each We can be our own worst enemies because only we can stun our growth. If we just remember that growth does not occur within our comfort zone, and without moments of doubt and fear of the unknown, we are unstoppable. Allie B. Okay. Some time ago, my family had to move. We had a very limited time to move. Thankfully, we found another place rather quickly, but the moving process was extremely stressful and hectic. It was a rush job. In the midst of the chaos, some important things were left behind. It was not until we got settled into our new digs that I realized what I had done. Stories I had written were lost discarded and haphazardly forgotten. I'm still baffled at how I could have been so careless with things so important to me. 
things I've been carrying around for decades. I searched in vain for those documents. They have never resurfaced. I was heartbroken that the stories and research papers I had so carefully kept with me all these years were forever lost. Those were things I was far from ready to let go, or so I thought. Letting go was hard for me. Not letting go seems to be even harder, though. Holding on to things does not leave room to hold, to hold on and to embrace anything new. Holding on to things and not doing anything with what you're holding on to keeps you from growing. What I left behind were stories I placed onto my someday shelf, stories I had started but never got around to finishing, research papers I planned to delve into when I had more time. The time never came, and I wasn't doing anything other than holding on to memories and what if. Something had to take my attention away from the things I was holding but not using. In this case, it was a hectic move that shifted my priorities elsewhere. In this new space, I'm writing more now than I have since my days as a staff writer. I'm reaching more people than I would have just by holding on to those unfinished stories. Leaving those things behind did not signal the end of the world like I had convinced myself it would. It would. It signaled that it was time to move on from old ideas, develop new ones, and actually do something with my work. And I want to go back to... um something that you both said, because you touched on a lot of um, interesting topics for the day. And welcome to the people who are joining us in the call, Corey. If you'd like to uh, join us on air, press the number one on your phone. And for those of you in our chat room, of course, you know that I see some people who are not logged on under screen name. If you want to call in at 646-478-4726. Then press the number one on your phone in order for you to participate in the chat. And for those of you who are experts in the chat room, of course, you can um, type what you have to say, and then I'll read it for you on air. But going back to something that you said, um, Tarjay, was checking the rearview mirror periodically. And I think that a lot of people tend to Let's just use driving as an example. Um, it is good to check to see how far you've come, but a lot of people get hung up on looking in the past, and then, of course, they go back to the past. And by doing so, they, which ties into what you said, Allie B., they can't see what's coming for them or waiting for them in front of them. So, so many times we end up, again, driving, and we're so busy looking in the rearview mirror, we don't see what's right ahead of us. Could be bad, could be good, but we will miss it. If it's good, we're going to miss out on that blessing. If it's bad, we may end up in an accident. Why? Because we're putting our focus on the things that have already happened. Have either of you or any of our listeners found yourselves in that position where you have been so hung up on the past that you discovered later on all the blessings that you missed out on? Um, I won't say um, if we go back to, you know, <clears throat> when I've talked about 
you know, the things that I've harbored against, the feelings that I've harbored against my mother for things that I've been through. Um, Before I got to the point where I could accept that this is what happened, this is what's not going to happen with this situation, Um, this is what I need to do in order for me to move forward, and this is what I need to do in order for me to, um, you know, maintain my sanity or to rebuild it and rebuild who I am, I had to... Um, let that go and I guess my blessings would be the fact that eventually I learned that you know the the things that I told myself about who I was for so long is not who I am Um, I learned who I really am I learned to appreciate who I really am I built my self-esteem I learned how to be happy I learned how to move past that barrier that had held me back for so long, and I've learned how to live life differently instead of, you know, always uh, always looking back at what happened and why it makes me feel this way today. I learned how to move past that and be happy for, you know, for me, which is new, and then be happy for, you know, learn how to do things differently with my children. So I guess that would be the blessings in that because I it's a, my blessings are more of a, a learning experience and an acceptance thing. Right. And Allie B, I know that you shared um, last week or week before last on the Sunday program how angry you were at things that had happened in your life. And have you grown? How How did you grow past? that anger how how did how did you come to the point where and i'm not saying that it's perfect for you now of course and i don't want anybody to believe that but how did you grow past that it was it was a process and i feel that a lot of it had to do with when i became a mother myself um i like, a, like you said, I was angry, and I was very angry for a very long time about, you know, betrayals and lies that were told to me, and I've had to reach a moment where enough was enough. I couldn't change what happened, and being angry about it wasn't going to change what happened, and I just got tired. I was tired of being, feeling bitter. I was tired of, you know harping on the situation and not getting, you know, the answers that I felt that I needed. So I had to decide for myself going forward that I wasn't going to handle that situation in the same way. I wanted to make sure that I had, you know, an honest conversation with my own children because I knew at some point, you know, my family dynamics would be, you know, discussed and they would have questions about who was whom and why things were the way that they were. So after having conversations, especially with my my oldest child, I realized that, you know, certain things happen based on people's perception and I can't control that. I can only control my own. 
So the growth for me was, you know, realizing that holding on to anger isn't going to change something that has happened. I accept that I was angry and, you know, I learned, you know, how to channel my anger, you know, in in better ways and not be uh, as resentful in situations. But it was it was a process. It was growth and not looking back because I knew that looking back and going back to those feelings would put me in a place that I didn't want to be in anymore. And I think that um, trying to think for me, um, at my age, I, I went back more than than once. I went back several times in my life, and each time the result was the same. So I had to figure out at some point. Well, I wasn't figuring it out as much as it was me getting to that point of having something traumatic happen that opened my eyes. And then one day I just got tired of crying. I, I got tired of crying and I knew that it had to be my last tear. And um, with that said, though, because of the length of time that it took for me to get from point A to point B, I had developed this tolerance of the mistreatment, I had developed this, I wouldn't call it acceptance, but it was a bit of tolerance where it is what it is. And you know how so many people say that it is what it is. And, um, but the thing is that it may be as it is at that moment, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And I'm looking, we have some, um, I'm reading comments over, and social media as well, and I'll get to those in a moment. But I think that a lot of people have learned a lot of things with this shelter in place. And some people have literally come out and said they don't like their families. They don't like the people who they're supposed to love, cherish, and honor, whether it's their children or whether it's their significant others. They've learned that they don't like each other. And do you think that a lot of that has come from the fact that we have been such a me first, run, run, run society that we forgot what it means to be family? Um, I think for some people it has. I mean, for me, I mean, I don't have the issue where I don't like my family, but I do know that um, I've learned a lot more. And I've had a lot more spare time to actually sit down and listen to my children than I had, you know, before all of this because the hustle and bustle of life just, you have to go with the flow. You do the same thing. It's like Groundhog Day every day. You go to bed. You um, wake up. You go to work. You come home. You prepare, um, you know, a meal. You shower. You get the kids ready. Go over any homework that might need to be, you know, uh, reviewed. You may watch a little TV, back to bed you go, just to get up and do it all over again. So there's not a lot of time outside of weekends, you know, for you to really sit down and really, you think you know your children, but, I mean, you can learn so much more. I have I have learned a few things about my children in this, you know, during this time. Of course, I, I knew most of it already, 
But I've learned um, a few more things about my kids because, you know, we really don't have the time. You know, Jalen's involved with bands. He's in three different types of bands, so he's always busy. And then, you know, Malik, of course, Malik is the one that's, that's my my affectionate and my needy child, so he's always around. So, um, and my husband, of course, I learned that my husband he he likes his uh he likes his wind down time when he gets home. He likes to take a nap in peace. And usually, I'm not here to disturb that, but I have been here to disturb that. So it it, it was kind of a little it wasn't a bump head situation, but it was an adjustment for both of us. It's like okay, well, when he gets home. He doesn't necessarily want to have a whole full-blown conversation right now. He wants to wind down and take a nap, whereas opposed to before, by the time I get off work at 4 o'clock, he's up and ready to listen to what I have to say about my day or whatever. So I learned that about my husband. It's, um, I think, But I do think that we just get so wrapped up in what we have to do and it becomes so mundane and routine that we really forget to or we really don't have the time to really get to know each other. And that's a sad realization I've had during this time is that maybe not so myself, but what about single parents who have to work, you know, maybe two jobs to make ends meet, and they really haven't had time to really get to know their children. It's a sad realization that that's, you know, where we are in society. That's how we function. I I agree. And I, for me, um, before I get to you, Allie B, and um, I believe Simo is online too, welcome. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation and tell us how you are adapting to this new social normal, because the interesting part is that we're all from different states, and different things are happening in those different states. Um Someone had posted the other day that uh, with all of the things going on with the current regime, uh, what are we missing? And I said, did you know that the CDC has put out guidelines no matter what for the economy to start opening? And sure enough, even in in here where I am, the county executive, he said, well, yeah, you know, we're going to open and this is opening and that's opening. I'm like, well, just a day ago, you weren't ready to open, but. These are the little subtle things that are happening that we're missing because we're being sidetracked and sidelined by all of the other um, things going on around us, all of the news headlines that are grabbing our attention. So we don't see where the problems are. And um, We have a comment over in our show chat room. Jean says, I'm loving it. I'm a homebody anyway, and it's giving me time to actually catch up on some TV shows and doing things around the apartment that I wanted to do. And that's that's true, because once this ends, I'm going to have some breakfast, and then I'm going to get on preparing. Um, I had shared that I want to make the front uh, room my my new office, and – of course, a new uh, sitting room and bedroom with uh, multiple beds so that in the event that, you know, the children are here or someone wants to come and visit, we'll learn how to save ourselves some money because we're not going to be going all over the place to um, get hotels and things anymore. Um, I've gone out as far as to order uh, UV lights and things like that for disinfecting and all of that. 
uh, I ordered a black light and I went around my house and like I said, I shared the other day that I went and I used the black light. Of course, in the bathroom, and it shows you all of the gook and gook you can't see with the naked eye. I must say now I have some of the cleanest bathrooms in the world probably because I was traumatized, and then I went to cleaning and getting everything done. Things like this, that when we think that we're doing things so well, we had the time. I'm not going to say we have now because we're opening and we're going back out into the new normal, but we had the time to do so many things that we had been putting off, whether it was because we didn't have the time. We had to work. Some of us work far away from home. We work long hours, so you're away from home. It's 24 hours in a day. And if your day is spent eight, nine, or ten hours at work and then another two or three hours on the road, that's a good portion of your entire 24 hours gone. And me being an empty nester, of course, I learned a lot. I sat back and I saw how people were responding to the stay-at-home orders, how people were responding to following the rules and regulations. I learned that I like, I too, like Jean said, I like being at home. I like, even though I find myself working even harder because I had less distractions than I would if I was in my office at the workplace, um, I'm getting so much more accomplished and I get a chance to sit back and really be able to think while I'm in silence. It, but in the same breath, I have taken uh, much advantage of social media. Um, a lot of you, we have spent time on Zoom or talking on social media, which is time that we didn't even have before. We may have gotten a phone call every now and then or a text message or maybe something through Messenger, but to sit down and actually look at each other, even though we're not in the same state, we had time to do, to do that and to connect and be more like a family. You don't have to be under the same roof to have those family values present. That's my take on it. Allie, how have you dealt with um, – time with all of your babies being there what have you learned new about it and what's your growth what are you planning on doing when you all fully go back out into the new social normal I have learned that I need uh, my own little she shed it is a lot with having my husband and at times, five children in the house. But it also has been fun. Um, the younger girls, my stepdaughter and my six-year-old, are uh, getting me to play games with them, little games that they enjoy playing. I'll play with them. Um, just having, you know, downtime and conversations. The challenge for me has been, you know, balancing teaching from home as well as, you know, trying to keep my kids on top of their assignments and things like that. So I'm learning that I need to kind of do a better job of developing a schedule and setting aside time to work with my kids and set aside time to, you know, do the whole, the teaching bit. Um, I've learned quite a bit about my husband, I had actually forgotten, you know, how goofy he can be and 
we've had a lot of laughs and a lot of fun times, you know, just joking around and being silly. And that's been fun because we don't have the stress of having to get up and get everybody ready for school and everybody ready to go to work and, you know, come home and you're exhausted, but you still have to make dinner and you still have to check homework. You know, that, uh, that time is now, you know, focused more so on being at home and, and hanging out and, you know, just getting to know each other. My husband likes to cook and he's an excellent cook. And so he, it's been fun watching him, you know, come up with meal ideas and experimenting and trying new things and cooking things that he's never um, done before. And he's done a really good job with that too. So just, you know, working on the communication and, you know, just seeing, you know, the different interests that each child has. Every child has, you know, something different about them that they like to do and experience. And so that's been fun. Um, Going into this new normal, I'm not looking forward to it. I have no idea what the school year is going to look like. Um, Next week, I actually have to go to school. I haven't been there since March 13th. I have to go in for about an hour and remove any um, personal items uh, that might be taking up unnecessary space in my classroom because they're going to work over the summer to reconfigure the room. Um, however, that's going to look. Um, we got our master schedule for next year, and that in itself, we've got changes. So there's just a lot of changes going on. And as a person who has had difficulty with change, you know, this is the most change that I think myself or anybody else has gone through. So it's teaching me that I need to kind of just go with it and understand that there might be some bumps along the way, and it doesn't have to be a perfect transition um, going from one thing to the next. And for me, I think that one of the things that I've learned uh, that I've come to appreciate, because I always say you want to find that positive in every negative, um, growing up in the environment that I grew up in and being isolated, I have come to realize just how much I, I, yes, I'm about to start speaking and all of that. That's what feeds my spirit and my soul. But in this everyday life, dealing with uh, the path that I was on, I've come to realize that because uh, this week I had gone into my workplace. Uh, I stayed there for about a half a work day, maybe six hours or so. And um, I had come to realize that, uh, yeah, I really don't like to be there and um, don't look forward to going back. Um, I picked up a lot of equipment, so I actually have a full home office set up here. And whenever I run out of supplies, they can uh, uh, ship them to me. So add the fact that I'm high risk and um, I really have been pushing to work from home anyway, because there's no reason for me to have to travel that far and when they started changing work hours and things like that, it left me in a pickle because I couldn't, when I was on my regular 6 to 2.30 shift, I would get home around 3.30, 4 o'clock. I could get off to other appointments and meet with clients. Uh, and because of this pandemic, um, 
I've been contacted by people from all over the place, whether people who are looking for uh, mediation or counseling or, or coaching or whatever they need. I've been contacted through Instagram and all social media for people who are looking for um, help. Um, I had someone contact me just the other day from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, she said that she wanted someone who could mediate who was not a JD, so that knocked me out regardless. Um, but she's in Boston, and I gave her a lot of information because she said something about if the person was a JD, her significant other, who she's not married to but they've been living together, would have an upper hand. I did not get into specifics because I'm not her mediator or coach or person who would be helping, but I did give her a comprehensive list of people. Um, I'm talking to a lot of people now who, uh, as I said earlier, just don't like the people that they're living with. And I think before my, my offer to them is before you go to mediation, because a lot of people don't want to pay the money for litigation in the courtroom. So a lot of people are looking towards mediation as an option. And uh, my area of expertise is family law, uh, divorce and child custody and, and all of those types of agreements. So with that said, um, you know, I would love to see people try to work it out. And this day and time, starting over is a hard thing when so many people have been in. These are people who have been in relationships for years, decades upon decades. And to have to start over, are they ready for that particular hurdle as well? So when we talk about today, like I said, our show is all about growth. So I'm just going to go around the room and if you all want to join in, for those of you, and we have a lot of people today, for some reason, on our call query, welcome, welcome to you. Some of you, I recognize the numbers and others I do not, but thank you for being here. So get your pad and paper out if you don't want to join us on air, because I want to put this question out there to uh, those over in our chat room and all of you listening, and even those of you who listen to the replay. Get your pad and pencil out. Because I want to know, what's your plan for growth? Um, Tarjay, you've been quiet for a while, so I'll start with you. What's your plan for future growth? Um, not just as we emerge into the new social norm, but what's your plan for growth? Even if there wasn't a pandemic that, that caused this, that forced this change, what's your plan for growth? Um, well, of course, June 1, I will be um, officially starting as a grad student. So that is a change that has been needing to be uh, made for years now, but I just haven't buckled down and done it. I do know that um, you said even if it wasn't for the pandemic, but I can't really say because I know the pandemic has actually slowed me down and given me time to sit down and think of why am I making these excuses to hinder my growth? Why am I saying I'll wait until my kids graduate? Well, yeah, one is getting ready to go to college, and why am I saying, okay, well, I'll just wait until, you know, my youngest goes to college in four years. Why am I holding on to um, these excuses? Why am I not moving forward? Why am I saying that I want to do more with my with my degree 
even though I love what I do, I know I want to do more with it, but I'm still, you know, not putting one foot in front of the other. So I had a lot of time to sit down and, you know, have a conversation, not out loud, with myself about why is it that I'm making it, making myself, why am I stagnant? And most of the reasons were because of me. It wasn't because, you know, of someone else or something else or circumstances or I don't have the means to do it. It was just I'm not doing it because of me, because I'm making excuses and putting off actually buckling down and doing the work and giving up my free time. Because before this pandemic, I mean, weekends, we like to be out and about. So I didn't really want to give up my weekends. I, I, I enjoy being 36 and having a, a soon-to-be 18-year-old and 15-year-old and once they're out of the house, I still have, like, a second lifetime to live. I enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, just not doing anything because I get so bombarded at work with other people's issues. I take on, that's what I do. I just take on other people's issues. And then I kind of just want to brain dump on Saturday and Sunday and not use my brain. I just want to, you know, relax and, you know, just chill out. But, I mean, in order for me to get to the next step, like I said, um, we have to get out of that comfort zone. I have to I have to step outside of that box that I'm in because I'm not exactly happy where I am. I, I enjoy what I do, but if I want to expound upon that, which I do know I need to do, I know that I cannot do that if I continue to make excuses for why I'm not doing it. So just... Um, Moving outside of that box, getting on the other side of fear. Because, I mean, as excited as I am about starting this master's program, I'm also anxious in good ways and bad ways. I'm also afraid. Am I going to be overwhelmed with having a full-time job and trying to juggle school full-time? Am I going to be overwhelmed? Am I going to be able to find the time to keep up? So, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety that goes along with this, but I don't think it's anything that I won't come, you know, out on top on the other side. So that's my my biggest plan for change. And then, like I said, I have a a freshman in high school now and a senior in high school. As of yesterday, it's official that I have a high school freshman and a high school senior. Like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. So that's a big change because Jalen's getting ready to go out on his own in the next year. That would have happened with or without the pandemic. He's about to go out on his own. And, you know, my my youngest is less, he's, he's less dependent upon me. These are changes that I have no control over, and they would happen regardless. So I'm just learning how to, I'm trying to break myself with this change of my kid actually leaving the nest because that scares me the most, not because, you know, I don't think, that, I mean, there's various reasons. The world we live in, I have two black sons. I have, um, you know, I don't think that every day I'm afraid for when I see things happen to these young black men who, you know, have, they're not doing anything and they get gunned down for no reason just because of the color of their skin. I think about my children. That scares me. Um, Outside of that, just knowing that people are crazy. People in this world are crazy. You got the school shootings. You got 
the 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 people who don't want to work for anything. They just want to rob somebody who has what they want. I mean, I think about a lot of things. I pray for them daily. That's all I can do and prepare them for when they do go out there. But those are these are things that come about with that change. You have to worry about your children at that point. And um, I'm trying to brace myself for not seeing my son's face every day. He's not within, you know, he's just in the other room. How am I going to deal with that? Am I going to worry myself to death worrying about him or am I, I mean, I, I believe eventually I'll adjust, but at this point I can't see it. I don't see it until it actually starts to happen. So, I mean, these are changes. I, I had two high schoolers. That is amazing. Like I just remember giving birth to both of them and now they're both high schoolers. So I'm like, well, Life is going on. They're getting old. I'm not. They are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, you like me. I'm more seasoned. I'm more seasoned. And because, uh, Allie B., you you have girls, um, what's your plan? What do you see? Uh, How do you feel about that? Uh, Of course, if you're over in the chat room, Tell me what your plan is for your growth. Um, we do have some comments coming in um, on over on social media, too, that I'll be reading. So what's your plan? What do you see? Uh, your future, your growth, where, where, where is it going? For me, my growth has to come from not giving myself a hard time on things. Um, whenever I set out to do something and it doesn't quite go out, turn out the way I want it, um, I kind of harp on it. So I'm still working on the process of of letting things go. I don't want to necessarily just go with the flow and let things happen. I want to be prepared, but at the same time, you know, when things happen that are beyond my control, I have to, you know, accept that and adjust myself and keep pushing forward. Um, One thing I do see myself doing is writing more. Um, That's something that I go back to. Um, I still have ideas, you know, in my head about what I want to write and stories that I feel need to come out. So during this time of being at home, I need to work on setting aside that time to focus on writing the stories that I think that need to be told. Um, Watching my children grow, I want to make sure that I'm, you know, giving them the space to find their own way while at the same time, you know, still being that guiding force. I'm about to have a 13-year-old in a few months, and I have – each child is at a different stage of development. So I have a, a teenager. I have a preteen. Um, my, my husband and I, we have uh, five children. I have two stepchildren in the mix of all of that. So I've got teenager, preteen, two elementary uh, age kids, and I have the little baby that runs the entire house. So it's making sure that I'm giving each child the time that they need and work on, on giving them, uh, you know, more of me 
sharing things with them or even if it's just taking a walk, things that they enjoy, just working on, you know, making our family bond stronger. I did want yeah. to add and, to that, that um, I know we talked a lot about, we were talking a lot about, you know, the fears that we have, but I'm trying to, as a part of my growth, I'm trying to learn to understand that, well, not understand because I understand it, but I'm trying to learn to push myself even harder because I know even in the discomfort or even in the, you know, the the fear of whatever it may be, that on the other side there's always that growth that we want. And we have to go through the the stages, the process, in order to get there. Just like, you know, um, what I was saying with my two, with me being afraid of, you know, everything that is going on may or may not ever, and I pray to God it never crosses their, you know, their doorstep. But I know that on the other side of my fear of letting go and letting them grow and all that, that I'm going to have two successful young black men. And I have no doubt in that, no doubt whatsoever. So in knowing that, I know that I have to allow myself to feel the fear, feel the anxiety, and all that I'm going to feel in order for them to go out and be the greatness that they're destined to be. And then, you know, of course, June 1, I go back to my regular schedule. So that's going to be that's going to be different because I'm not I'm, I'm going to have to get used to going back to work every day. And we have a lot of things going on that shouldn't be going on at the facility where I'm working because we have offenders who have tested positive, but the administration has told us nothing about it. We only know because, you know, my supervisor was, she actually informed us because she knows that we're high risk. Just make sure you're taking the precautions because we do have some COVID positive offenders here once they started transferring. You have some possible. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. I don't know what is going to, you know, I don't know how all this is going to play out. I'm just hoping that I can be okay in the process, but at the same time, I have to go to work. I can't let this virus stop me from living life. Um, so it's it's going to be an adjustment. It's it's gonna this um, like Allie was saying earlier. This pandemic is forcing us to grow. It's, it, it we have no choice because we have to grow. We have to change. We have to. We got to change the way you know we socialize. We got to change the way. We um, interact with other people, how close we get to the individual. I mean, it's, and then I was listening to a show the other day, and they were actually saying that they believe this will bring people, will, you know, push people further apart. Phones and social media technology had already done its job, and now we have this virus that's going to make people scared to interact and we're going to lose the sense of hugs and shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that because I don't like hugging and shaking hands anyway. But it, so to me, it's not really that big of a deal. But 
um, for some, you know, those touchy-feely people who who need to feel that. Now, like I said, for my family and people that I like is different, but, like, going up and shaking strangers' hands, and stuff, I really never was into that anyway. I hated it, and I always keep sanitizer on my side. I would pull the sanitizer out and just sanitize immediately, even before the virus. So, But for some people, they have that desire to be touchy-feely. What is this going to be like for them? It's gonna. We're going to see a whole new way of life that we've never seen. And then we're also trying to figure out how is the school year going to go. They're talking about, I know they said here they're going to try to, they don't know if they're going back. Then they're saying they want to put them back, but they don't know how they're going to do it. And then there's talk of some days doing online and some days going in the classroom. And then at the, you know, somewhere in the mix is these parents who have to work. Work doesn't stop for, you know, because of this. So how, you know, how is this going to look? How is learning going to look for these children? How is learning going to be different? How how will it handle or help them? We don't know. So I guess there's something we'll figure out along the way as we go. But, I mean, this whole pandemic is if you didn't want to change and you didn't want to grow, you don't have a choice right about now. And that's true. Um, one of the things that I wanted to say or to give a different light on before we get into our other comments is this. Um, a lot of people I, I have heard, as you said, say that the pandemic forced us to change, but um, from another aspect, it's allowing us the change that we did not have time to do or we didn't perceive to have time to do prior to. So, again, when you're talking about change and and, uh, some people say the pandemic makes it so that we won't interact, but the problem before the pandemic was that people were talking about telling people they pass around a basket, put all your, your, your electronic devices in there, because all the children that you know and that you've seen, they had their heads down and they were just clicking away. So the techno, the techno age had already infiltrated society and the generations as a whole. Um, a lot of us, and like you said, I'm not big on hugging and all of that. I'm not big on telling people that I love them, period, much less hugging and all that touchy feeling. No, 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 no. Some people, you shake their hands. They're all sweaty and, 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 and ooh. Anyway, that just doesn't work for me. And then others are ice cold, and then some squeeze your hand like they want to crush it to death in like a trillion pieces. It's like I will smack you with my good hand and then go from there. It's like, are you kidding me? Children are into technology. So many, oh, and the biggest, the biggest thing nowadays is so many companies that were going under anyway are using their downfalls on the pandemic. And most people have caught yeah. on to that, and it's kind of funny in a way. Where they're saying, you were going under <laughs> So this <laughs> pandemic has made a lot of people more intolerant of the crap and the BS. So <laughs> were, I'm like, stop calling people out. They were fine thinking that we were blind to their mess. And so many people using this, and I said, it wouldn't be so bad if they all started using it like they went to a convention that told them, blame it on the pandemic. Blame your bad business skills and your bad decisions on the pandemic. It's like, yeah, we're not buying into that. So that was funny in itself. But we've always had a problem of distancing 
But now because someone said, now you have to do it and we're telling you to do it, this is where the problem is because people don't like to be told what to do, even though they were already doing it because kids could be sitting at the same table and they're still talking to each other through their electronic devices. I saw a... um. A uh, It was a Sliders episode, the old show called Sliders that was out years ago. And they had slid into this, this alternate universe where you had the onliners and the offliners. And a young lady had fallen in love with this guy, and they were talking. He had a stolen computer. He was an offliner. She was an onliner living in a penthouse, and she always had this headpiece on with the you know, the, the screen in front of her left eye and the, the microphone in front of her right and this and that. And um, in the end, it was hard for her to readjust, but then she loved him more than staying as an onliner. So she went out into the real world and left the high rise that was locked in where everybody was connected to, you know, the matrix or wherever they were. So it was interesting, but this is what we're going through anyway. But this comes down to people not liking to be told what to do and the fact that the current regime in this country and the media have pumped things up so much. A lot of people, we're starting to see who the followers are, who the nonconformers are, and everything. But let me get to some of these comments before we um, move forward, before I give my um, my little talk about this. But, yeah, think about force or allowing and I think that for me, it's allowed me to sit back and take a bigger step to see people for who they are and to know who in the new emerging normal, some people I'm going to be even more distanced from because they have proven that they're going to do what they want to do and not give any consideration to the what if. What if somebody who I'm inviting in or hanging out with has this and they give it to me and then I give it to my family? What if? I get sick from this and die and leave people hanging who loved me and this and that. So we're going to get back to that. But over in our chat room, Gene uh, says, my growth is, will basically be the same, getting myself to grow emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, exercise, and gym. Corona has impacted that some. Financially and professionally, also, he wants to grow. I have professional goals that I'll be working on. The sanitizer stayed around and used. I'm around a bunch of germaphobes anyway who religiously pulled out and asked for hand sanitizer. So it became a way of life when traveling, especially in New York, when we caught the train everywhere. So you see, again, people, if you really think about it, we've been doing a lot of this anyway. The problem came in when we were told we had to do it. But another comment is that uh, I'm listening to you, but I'm at a client's house. I work with citizens with disabilities on the weekend. My plan for growth started at the beginning of quarantine, basically finishing unfinished projects. I have finished a lot of projects I started and never finished and now working on new ones all the time. Uh, spending a lot more time with my son. He's a pretty cool little dude. And um, I was carrying on a conversation, and I said, for me, when it comes down to growth, uh, as many of you know that have been following this show for the last decade and beyond, uh, 
every season we change up. If you remember, Focus Females Global Chat Cafe used to air originally on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and this slot belonged to the Saturday Morning Motivation Show. Uh, The Sunday Morning Inspiration Show has already begun, and for those of you, the long-awaited return of healing through hurt, iTalk Radio will be coming back at its regular original slot at Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So for now, and this is why this show is so important, because we're talking about growth. You have Tarjay who's beginning school. So Saturday mornings could be a sleep-in late time for her. We have Allie B. who lost so much of her writings, who will now have that time, that extra slot for the summer at least. Hopefully you all come back in the fall. Uh, unless we really, really, really do uh, expand, which we're doing, because this, the Focus Females Global Chat Cafe, uh, is joining up with my group on Meetup, which is the Focus Females Global, and we will be doing live Zoom meetings of motivation and inspiration. I'll also be bringing on live guests to the mix, and for those shows, they will be streaming live on both Facebook and uh, YouTube. So we are growing. We are expanding. Nothing stays the same. As much as this program and our programs, we offer people that chance to learn the business of business and then grow. Uh, One of the things that, uh, if you know, we had what's really going on on Friday nights, I told Simo that I think that um, right now, she's in a wonderful growth, growing space, and she has that time now to learn, to take what she's learned from her time with us and expand on her programming and fine-tune it so that um, down the road and probably in the fall, um, she may come back to Uh, the network and take over for the fall season, but we are in the middle of changing. And um, I have a comment over here on the other side. Oh, you don't like to hug. I am a hugging, handshaking fool, and I tell people I love them. It's because I enjoy people and interacting with them. For young people, this new normal will work for them. It's us. It's us uh, people who will have, it must be it's us older people who will have issued, old people, not all people. Yes. So for me, um, because of my upbringing, I was always isolated. So it's very hard for me. When I got older, yes, I learned how to start to hug people, but it's still um, very hard for me to do. Behind the scenes, people may say that I'm this hugging, people-loving, wonderful person, but I love to help people. I love to guide people. I love to be a teacher. Yes, but it's still hard for me to do that touchy-feely thing. That's still a ill moment for me with most people. Now, give me children all day long. They can sit on my lap. I will hug them, squeeze them to death. Yes, I will. But adults and all of them, yeah, no. Um, so it's a, it's a, I'm a work in pro progress with that and process because I'm still going through all of these emotional changes where that comes down. Will I ever be 100%? I doubt it on this side of the river Jordan, but I've seen the other side and I know that there is a piece that surpasses all understanding waiting for me there. So either way, I'm good. But again, 
one of the things that happens is that we must grow. We must learn. And in this short time, and I believe I touched on it a few weeks ago on this show, uh, when I first approached Tarjay about writing and doing some commentaries, her thing was, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to be here. You know, it's something about being there and people listening to me and this and that and the other, and here she (laughs) is. Um, uh, Where Allie B., is concerned. I knew Allie B was a prolific writer. I knew that already. And I said, you know what? People need to hear what you have to say. And to this day, Allie B says that she's more comfortable expressing herself written in written form than verbally. But again, here she is. And she's sharing bits and pieces when it's her time for all of this to come up for all of us. We're sharing bits and pieces of our lives and, and how this helps. And for each and every one of you, what I can tell you is that There are people out there, and I've said this before, they don't need to hear what C. Maria has to say. They need to hear what Tarjay has to say, what the Ali B's have to say, and the guests that come on, and all of these people. They want to hear your stories. And some people, you know, of course, I give you that chance because I see something in people that they may not see in themselves. And some people do get sidetracked, and they go off the rails over these ten and a half years or going on ten and a half years. They are people who got sidelined, and they some people got greedy. Some people just lost their train of thought. Some people lost their way, and they ended up going off the rails. That has been the story, but, again, that comes with evolution. And over time, people tend to show who they are. And some people, even though I say it from the beginning, it's going to take hard work. It's going to take a lot of learning and listening and applying what you learn and all of this. Some people want to take the easy road. And whenever that happens, things tend to fall apart. And when people tend to show who they are, then it's okay. They have that right. They can do whatever they want. But I know to move on and leave that person right there. And Maybe they'll find their way. Maybe they will not. But for me, I know that once they have shown their intentions and their actions and all of this, I know that it's time for me to say my farewell, and that's wonderful and great, and people can move on. I don't wish them any harm or ill will, but when that time comes, that reason, season, or lifetime is over, it's over. And we have to know that's when we go into our growing periods. And over these 11 years, I sat back the other day, and I was looking at when we started as I had – uh, multiple people who were hosts with me and things like that, and they didn't like the way that things were done, and they felt as though they knew more than I did when I was the one that came from media, and so they got together a coup, and they all decided to quit. At the last minute, when the opening music was playing, I got their messages that they were not going to be on the program anymore. They chose not to do it. And what happened in the end was that I announced, you know, this is what happened. And uh, as it turned out that um, the listeners weren't that upset. They, and I've done this on many shows in the past where they shared the fact, where I shared the fact that my listeners said that, you know what, they were never the, the big piece of the picture anyway, even though they thought that they were, they deserved to be, they were not. So 10 and a half years later, I'm still standing, the programs are still standing, and we are expanding. So it's been a journey. It's been a roller coaster ride of people who we've invited in who use the platform or even our nonprofit status to their own personal um, 
gains. So we live and we learn, but we also know how to move on without animosities. And, you know, we pray for people and we hope them the best. And over in our chat room, it says, I know I've certainly been sidelined dealing with some saints that ain't in the workplace and in personal life. Yep, when they show you their color, they don't spend your, uh, don't spend your time trying to change their color because it won't. They are who they are, and you must believe them. That's the problem. We give chances because we keep believing that when someone shows you who they are, it's just, it's because we keep believing that when someone shows you who they are, it's just a one-time thing. Oh, that's just the two-time thing. Oh, that's just who they are. I don't pay them any mind. We always give excuses for people so they never have to excuse themselves. So, again, we're growing. We're evolving. Um, I like the change when it comes. Healing Through Hurt has not been on in a couple of years because I wanted to give the other programs a chance to see how they would grow and where they would go and things of that nature. And, um, but we do change up our scheduling every single year from spring to summer. And HDH has been missing for a while and people have been missing it. And um, we had been talking about um, weeks ago, months ago, I had announced that we were going to grow and evolve into live programming and streaming, and we are doing just that. And because Focus Females, uh, Focus Females is Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success is a registered trademark, and it is what we are about. We are expanding upon that. Healing Through Hurt is a standalone. It's been surviving this long on its own. But out of that, we have evolved and we have grown. And with that said, yes, we're going to streaming. We're going to having more uh, events where we can see each other, even though we're not in the same place and space. We're going to be um, joining. We're going to be uh, socializing and inspiring and motivating each other in different ways. Um, I have another. See, this is why when you give people their wings and you allow them to fly, this is what happens. I just got a um, a uh, announcement from CMO from what's really going on. Let's chat. We will be expanding. In addition to Blog Talk Radio, CMO will be doing podcasts, which can be heard on Spotify, Apple, po- Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and Pod Chaser. I will update URLs and link as soon as possible. Thanks again for listening. So again, we had a conversation just last week, and I told Simo that I thought that I saw something in her where she needed to spread her wings and fly, and she had outgrown um, what we were doing on um, the Healing Through Her I Talk Radio Network. And this is what happens when people find their purpose and they awaken to their own uh, power within. So, again, this is what happens. And so many people, they may take things that I say or do as something negative or personal attack. It's never that. 
It's when it's time to grow, it's time for you to grow. Classic example. In that short amount of time, what's really going on is expanding and growing. And we're going to sit here and we're going to pray and hope what's really going on the absolute best and see what happens. And, um, again, my only advice as the teacher is this, is to not do too much too soon. Make sure that you pace yourself and you learn the ins and outs of every single aspect of what you're trying to do. So we do, from this point on, may shape how we're going to grow for the next couple of years. And I need you all to understand this and realize that when I tell you that it's time to grow, it's time to grow. You can either take that as a positive or negative in this world. And so many of you, and I've said this before too, so many of you, you've been here week after week getting all of this advice and information. I need you to grow. I need you to compile all of that, read through it, and make your plan to grow. No teacher keeps the student in her classroom for their entire lives, unless that teacher also grows and moves up in different grades and they just happen to keep getting the same student. But both teacher and the student are growing. That's an anomaly. It doesn't usually happen that way. But down the roads, and it's odd because I live in between two sets of teachers, a teacher on my left, a teacher on my right. Some teachers now, their students that they taught 20 years ago, are now teachers themselves because they gave them what they needed so that they could go out into the world, find their path, and grow. That's what the day is all about. That's what this discussion is all about. It's about growth. It's about moving forward. It's about not staying in the safe soil, but to get replanted in new, fertile, rich soil so that you can grow bigger and stronger than ever before. So today is all about that. And, of course, a question is, what's on your mind, Um, which is what our topic is. Of course, we took our growth, our chat starter, and ran with that. But let me say this. For so many of you, I had to move away my indicator that I'm logged on, that I'm still connected, because I had to see all the people in our chat um, query because it's really long today. And um, once it gets too long, all of a sudden it starts to expand and everything gets larger, and then it takes me longer to scroll through. If you have a question or comment, you're welcome to press the number one on the phone, but I am so appreciative of the fact that you're all here and you're listening and you're supporting, and I want to say that we appreciate you for that. And um, I believe Sister Shauna is coming on. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can get this here. It hello, is. Hi, hello. Hi. Thank you guys for letting me have a down day today. Um, I've been listening to the show. You guys are doing very, very wonderful. I want to say a couple things um, on growth, and then I'm going to just drop back off. Um, I am so grateful for 
the time that I've had, um, the downtime because of the virus. When mm-hmm. the virus came, you know, it was panic mode um, for many. When the virus first came, you know, we saw it as some people as an opportunity to get some well-deserved rest, and others chose to build businesses and do different type of growth. I am not knocking one one over the other because I looked at both sides of that coin. One of the things that I realized, I was listening to Ilyana Van Zandt's spiritual spa a couple, uh, maybe a couple weekends ago, I think it was, and she talked about family patterns. And from that show, you know, I was able to take a take a step back and, you know, take a closer look at some things in my world. And one of the things, and you actually said it, see, at the beginning of this show when you were talking about acceptance versus tolerating, and I realized how I have been in tolerant mode for a very long time. And I, and like Jean even said, and I think the last post that I read, you know, that, you know, we forgive people and we try to let people be who they are. And But the thing is, I was, I was in this tolerant mode because I always want to root for that underdog. I always want to give people a chance. And even when they showed their colors, you know, I forgave, you know, and allowed people space to change and grow. But what happened was I stayed tolerable. And I learned, I got in this mode of accepting tolerance. So after listening to her spiritual spa, and doing a deeper um, look with them, you know, I had to say, okay, my growth right now is all about selfish love. And without explanation. See, I saw that, you know, I posted, the, I bought me some flowers the other day, and I posted for me, from me. Because we, mm-hmm. we have the key, I have the key to be, to bless myself. I have the key to unlock my riches. I have the key to just love me and to not mm-hmm. accept anything else that does not align with loving me. So I want just to say that I really do love each and every one of you guys. Um, my growth today um, and going forward is going to be intentionally selfish love. And it's been good so far. Um, makes a little some people uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's not my problem. <laughs> it's just not my problem anymore. Um, and as I continue down this journey and this path, and as I continue to grow, you know, I'll take as many people along with me as I can but I don't force anyone to do anything. I don't force anyone to grow. I can't force anybody to change. I can just present an opportunity um, in facts and let people be. I no longer am going to sit back um, and just let sometimes life happen because I accept tolerance from people. I It's, it's over. Um, so that's what my growth looks like. I just want to say that, that my growth is definitely selfish love in this season. And I'm sorry if you guys hear my dog making noises behind me, um, and and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with my space where I'm at right now. And you touched on a really good point because 
I think that a lot of people coming out of this, and I think that, Tarjay, you mentioned it earlier with the single parents and all of that, or parents that will become single in this new emerging normal, is the fact that we have to have that self-care and that self-love because until we have that for the person that we see in the mirror, and even though that person that we see in the mirror may be someone who we're going to have to sit down and have a talk with that person and say, oh, my gosh, your world is changing. Everything that you once knew is never going to be the same again, or it may never be the same again, especially if we don't allow it to be. So there's just um, so much room for that, that self-love and that self-growth. And if you have sat home, so many of you have sat home listening to media and saying, I want to be free, free me. It's like slavery, free me, slavery, and all of this crap because you're just following suit. If you haven't worked on taking care of you and knowing that you running out here to be free because it's like slavery and all of this because somebody on media told you to do it, and I don't care what social economic group you're from, what color, ethnicity you are, there are people all over the place who think that this has been a curse. And some people, as we know, went out and did what they wanted to do, listening to other people, not putting themselves first and their well-being first. And some of those people went out and gathered and they caught the virus. Sure enough, some died, some didn't. But did they learn anything? Some people never once followed the social distancing. They never once did anything. Because not only did that show me that they didn't care about themselves, but they don't care about others. And with that said, you know, you brought up such a good point. Those flowers were nice, by the way. Where'd you get them? Anyway, um, that in itself was just like I can go wherever you got them from and get me a bouquet. But anyway. Okay, hold on. I'm going to just tell y'all. Hold on. I'm going to tell you because this is going to be funny, see. I got them from Drug Mart. Okay. You actually get some hey. of the best flowers from the grocery store. Or well, thank like you. The, thank you. That's yes. what I was about to say. I'm like, w- was that where you got them from? Because I'm cheap. Everybody know I'm cheap. <laughs> you know, you know, I will look for a bargain. And before I will go, oh, you know what, Tarjay, you should share the FTD story because oh, I was, that I was, going, was, I was going to. Because oh. I think you could, I could have bought you, I could have bought you a bouquet of flowers from Publix or Kroger, and they would have got there better than those. Okay, so me and uh, you know, knowing my meal, she, she, you know, she's a phenomenal woman. So on Mother's Day, I want to show her I appreciate her. And I had planned this all the way in April, but I asked her one day. I said, because she never really talks about flowers, so I said, "Do you like roses?" I had already ordered them, and I'm like, "God, please let her say yes." because I don't want to have to cancel this order. And she says, I love roses. And I said, well, do you just like red roses? Or she said, I love all kinds of roses. I said, whew, because I had got an assortment of roses. Okay, so I actually went through and picked, you know, the vase from FTD. Um, There was a nice clear vase, and the, the roses were so pretty because they were different colors, and I thought they were real springy. I thought they would make her really happy. 
And she's not really a crier, but I knew that would make her cry because they were flowers, she, and she didn't expect to get them. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, we've been playing this out, and I wrote the little nice note on it. Then she gets them on the Friday before Mother's Day. Half of them are dead. She gets like a little, what is a mason jar? It's yep. like tinted pink, like somebody had an arts and crafts project and they painted it and they put it in the, you know, they used it as, I'm assuming they ran out of vases. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm assuming. So when I get wind of how her flowers showed up, I get on the phone with FTD and I said, you know, I've purchased flowers from you guys before, but I am not satisfied with the way my mother-in-law received her mother's day gifts. The flowers are half dead. Um, it didn't come in the, the vase that was supposed to be um, coming with it. It actually looked cheap. So they said, we're so sorry. And then I actually got a lady that was on the phone. And she said, I said, how did this happen? Just, you know, asking to see what she was going to say. She said, you know what? They're probably back here rushing. And they probably ran out. And I can't explain it. There's no excuse for it. She said, so would you like a refund or would you like to replace them? I said, Okay. I'd like to try to go ahead and send her a replacement because now she knows that she has flowers. I'll send her a replacement. Cool. We set that up for the 19th, which was what this past Wednesday. She wakes up and she's like really sleepy. And she's like, I'm going to go to bed because it's almost 9 o'clock. I've got no package. It says she's going to get it by 9 p.m. 9 p.m. passes. She doesn't get them. And it says that they're en route to Randallstown, Maryland. Okay, that's the problem. The next day, I'm at work, and I have a little bit of time, so I call, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I checked my email, and it says that they're in New Jersey. I'm like, well, what? How does that work? So apparently something happened. Her flowers ended up in New Jersey. So I called back. I said, you know what? This is the second time I'm not satisfied with you guys' products. Just give me a refund. So, you know, I said all that to say because there's plenty of times my kids or, you know, my husband may go through, he may go through Publix and see a nice little thing of flowers and he'll just pick them up and bring them home. And they're really, really nice. From somewhere like yep. FTD where I spent like 70-something dollars just on the flowers and an extra 17 on shipping, I found that to be outrageous. Like, that was completely unacceptable. So, saying all that to say, sometimes you can pay less money and get a beautiful bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Next yeah, time yeah, I won't be all the, those I won't packages are $5.99. <laughs> you hear me, uh, Tarjay? I spent five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. That's right. Hey. I said, well, lesson learned. <laughs> yep. Lesson I, learned. We say this. Let me say this. First and foremost, y'all know me. If it can happen to me, it will. Okay. We've followed this for over 10, 11 years now. If it can go wrong, it probably will. You know, you know, you know, I've always said, what I always say, God and his jerks. I'm like, oh, this is nice. So, you know, to take the the, 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 the FTD flowers a step further, so I get them, and I try to lift them out, and all the yellow ones, the petals just stayed in the box. So I said, you know what? And, yeah, I cried because it was the thought. But then I said, you know what? No, st- no flower is going to go unused. So I threw the petals in my bath water. I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and, you know, I'm going to put you all to good use. Because I told her when I got them, I said, well, they were in distress. And I said, I couldn't 
answer her because she was calling me on Facebook. And I said, I couldn't answer you because I was in, you know, the bathroom doing surgery trying to save them. I'm like, you're going to live. And I'm cutting them and getting some Epsom salt for the water and getting them together. I said, don't you, nobody else, stop falling apart. And I'm busy talking to the flowers, trying to get them into the water and trying to bring them back. But, yeah, what what, what you said, though, Shauna, let me tell you all something. People, there is no shame to get. And, ladies, if your man brings you some giant or Kroger or where did you say, Shauna, where, what was the name of yours? Uh, Drug Mart. <laughs> Drug Mart flowers. Don't come here talking about, you ain't get me no FTD. I'm like, well, for us, FTD was like an STD because that bad boy <laughs> – um, yeah. It was not very good at all. So let me tell you all something. Sometimes you all have to appreciate the thought. And you, those if you all haven't seen Shauna's flowers, you have to share them, Shauna, because I'm going to have to take them from your page and show them because I thought that they were the most beautiful flowers. And you can get the most beautiful flowers from the Pro Flowers and all of these other professional shops. But, you know, sometimes it comes down to you knowing that you can get beautiful flowers from the drugstore, the grocery store. If they have a flower, I think Giant, Giant Food here used to have a flower section. They had the most beautiful flowers in the world to me. I love those flowers. I could just walk through the section slowly all day and enjoy it. So, again, you know what? Don't miss out on your blessing because they didn't get them from the high-priced stores as opposed to the Kroger's or the food store or the drug stores because those flowers were beautiful, and I'm an avid lover of flowers. I love floral. And back in the day, when my neighbor was still alive, we'd go and get all of our flowers and we'd be out planting. And I loved the soil and planting and making everything beautiful. But, you know, over life and time, my neighbor passed away and life threw me a bunch of curveballs and things changed. But, yeah, it's good to be right here. Loving yourselves and accepting the little gifts. It's little things that people do for me that mean the most. It has absolutely nothing to do with um, where things come from. It's the thought that counts. Make that a part line, of your gratitude. I'm sorry. I was going to say in line with what you're saying, see, is it? You know, if you don't have somebody who is in your life that can bless you with, you know, something large or small, be your own blessing. Be your own blessing. You deserve flowers every now and again, a piece of chocolate, whatever that is. Be a blessing. Maybe it's just you need to um, exercise. You know, you've been waiting for somebody to be your fitness buddy, and they don't ever show up. It's okay. This is that right. the season of growth, as they said. Be your own blessing. For $5 mm-hmm. or so, there's so many free things available right now, but just be your own blessing. Stop waiting for somebody else to grab your hand and to guide you. We need people to help, yes. But take mm-hmm. the steps on your own. 
you know, no, okay, my grandson just walked in, so you're going to hear him start talking. Um, but just be that blessing and just start trying to find things on your own because you're worth it. You know, right. if you lack self-confidence, you know, study up on confidence. Pick something small to work on because we can't, we're in a season of growth. Just like flowers, they grow and they die and the petals fall off. And you see how Steve was still able to utilize the beauty in the petals. I love taking a flower bath too. But and it was so pretty. It was so pretty. I'm, I'm going to send you a picture of one I took before. Um, but okay. you know, just allow each season of that pat, of the flower growth to be a blessing to yourself. Yeah. Strengthen yourself, grow up on yourself, and love up on yourself. I'm so proud to listen to the ladies talk about what their growth plans are, what they're focusing on. Um, I pray blessings over everyone as they return to work, um, you know, under the conditions, especially you, Tarjay. <laughs> really praying for you, girl, in your school. I'm just so proud of everybody. You know, Simo for stretching out. You know, Jean, I I, I really miss Jean. <laughs> I pray blessings over Jean. Um you know, I tr- I'm trying some vegan dishes. I might try to take some pictures and share them with you and Jean, you know, over the next couple weeks. But, um, you know, yep. even that, this, and I've talked about that before, how they showed, they, they taught me how to make collard greens. And the little things like that, when you find somebody who is willing to pour into you, accept it and appreciate them. You know, they didn't have to teach. They could have just laughed at me and was like, this little girl don't know how to make collard greens, what? And just laughed at me or whatever and could have told me to go buy some glory can greens. You know, right. when people invest in you, just just be so grateful and appreciative, you know, and honor them for what they've done for you. So with that said, y'all, because I said I wasn't going to stay long. I'm sorry. Y'all know I'm long-winded. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I honor each and every one of you. Uh, today is going to be, this weekend is going to be a weekend of me time because um, mm-hmm. I got some more work in work me to do. But I just wanted to just jump on real fast, long, and just say I appreciate you, C. Maria. I appreciate you, Jean. I appreciate everybody, Tarjay and Allie B. And I just wish everybody well and be have a safe weekend. And I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next time. You as well. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, you as well, and and I think that what we, as I said before everyone goes, because we're going to be ending soon, we only have about 26 minutes left. This program, again, it was about growth, and it's about, as Shauna said, self-love and self-knowing your worth and moving along with this. And we had spoken about this, and I had been talking about it, but now with everything emerging now, it's time for us to expand So, ladies, and some of you are already used to Zoom and all of that, but we're about to take this up a notch because I have, and Shauna knows because she's over there on there, Um, um, but I have a group over on Meetup that's Focus Females Global, and I put out a call to say, hey, what do you think about us starting to do Zoom sessions? And uh, the positive has been, the feedback has been positive, and whether it's just two, three, four of them, it will grow in time, but I think that that's the next logical level for us so that we can move forward in our growth. So focus has been evolving. It went from Tuesday nights at 7 p.m., and it poor, poor Saturday morning motivation. It just kind of kicked that to the curb for um, last year. Then I had to alter things while I was still in school. 
And now that things are changing, we have to honor the beginning, which is Healing Through Hurt, I Talk Radio, which is coming back um, soon. But this has been a great journey, and we are evolving. And I hope that you all will find time to join us as we move from Saturday mornings to Friday nights. Um, we are going to uh, be on Zoom, and at some point when we start bringing on guests, you all, of course, welcome to join in, ask questions and all of that. But we're going to take it up a notch because this is the new normal that's coming. And in order for us to grow and keep up with times, yes, we're still going to have shows like this too, So that, but we're going to elevate this to the next level, and we're going to take it to another level uh, in this world. And um, we're going to see how that goes, but we're ever-changing here. And without change, we cannot grow. And this week we welcome, what was it, it, ladies, South Sudan and Sri Lanka to our listenership. So we're still growing. We're still expanding. And whenever we see that, we know that we're doing something right. So with all of that said, um, we're going to go around the room. Everyone, give us some closing thoughts on growth so that, um, uh, let's see. Oh, um, over here in uh, social media, do I ever plant flowers or do my own landscaping projects? Yes, I have in the past. um, I don't know about the other ladies, maybe Shauna, have you ever done any landscaping, or or, or Allie B or Tarjay. Um, the question is, do you ever plant flowers, or do you own, uh, do you, or do your own landscaping projects? Um, I do I not. don't. Me and flowers and plants do not mesh well. As soon as I even look at them, they die. So oh I don't get into flowers. I've tried it. I mean, as a child, I tried and I killed every plant I tried to grow. So I know that that's not my area. That's not my calling. That is not what God has planned for me. So I I, know I don't do that. Yeah, I'm I'm not the, I don't have a green thumb. My husband, he, he does wonders. He does a really good job of growing flowers and, you know, tomatoes and things like that. I, I don't, they don't survive. The kids actually <laughs> tell me to stay away from fish and flowers, fish, flowers, and, t- and plants, because I will kill them all. I will kill your fish, and I will kill your plants. Yep. I think you did that before. But anyway, I let's did. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought so. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. I remember that poor fish. I forgot what his name was, but anyway. And trying to go out fish and buy another, a, a fish that looked identical to me. And when he walked in, he just fell out on the floor crying. And I said, what's wrong? That's not my fish. I'm like, what do you mean? It looks just like it. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't take care of your fish for your plants. Can't do it. <laughs> so, uh, you know what? And, again, because I was so isolated as a child, I got this book. It's kind of like the, the, the infamous Bible of, of gardening. And I learned which ones. Back then, Frank's Nursery and Crafts was still around. And I learned oh, wow. how to not only do um, flowers and things, but I learned how to garden and grow vegetables. I'll never forget the year I made sugar baby watermelon. 
They were the sweetest. And to this day, that is the sweetest watermelon I'd ever had in my entire life, grown from my own gardens. I grew my own tomatoes and peppers. And some things you can actually do, you want to find something that doesn't take a lot of human interaction for them to do well, because there's nothing like having your own homegrown vegetables. It's a totally different flavor to things that are homegrown that don't have all the pesticides and things. There are some natural deterrents that you can get for the pest that keeps. And I grew most of mine, the kale and all of that was down in the yard, but the tomatoes and the peppers and all of that stayed on my deck on the table in a pot. And every year for a couple of years, I would grow my peppers and things and I'd bring them in and use them for my tomato sauces and all of that. Um, another comment is, I listen to all of your shows often, and they encourage me to keep going and stay motivated. Thank you, and I love y'all, and I am safely sending virtual hugs. And so based on your other comments, they said shaking my head, LOL. So, (laughs) yeah, maybe (laughs) next time we get together, I'm going to do a crash course in gardening of some type. Maybe I'll get you all cactus. If you kill those, then I'm just going to give up. So, um, again, uh, as I said, going going around the room, uh, we'll start with you, Allie B. Um, what are your words of motivation and encouragement as we move into our new seasons and our new ventures and plans and all of that? What would you like to leave with? I would say that it is okay to embrace change. And letting go of things that you felt uh, were good to hold on to, it's okay to let those things go so that you can hold on to something new as you go and embark on whatever uh, journey or path that you feel that you are ready to take. Or even if you're not ready, just go ahead and embrace it, embrace the change, embrace the challenges, and uh, reflect on what you've done and, and continue to move forward and press on. How about you, Tajay? Um, I'm sticking with uh, fear. On the other side of that is growth and learning how to, and this applies to me as well, learning how to step outside of your box, step outside of that, that comfort zone, and just be um, more open to and optimistic to what's on the other side of the process. We can't um, expect things to just, you know, fall in our laps or, you know, we don't have a magic wand to make things magically appear. So we have to embrace the process along with, um, you know, there, you know, like they say, there's a rainbow at the end of the, at the end of a storm. We have to, we have to, accept that storm in order for us to get to the other side where that rainbow lies. And um, don't be a slave. Don't don't imprison yourself because when we don't allow ourselves to grow and we don't allow ourselves to evolve, we're enslaving ourselves, and there's no worse type of enslavement than self-enslavement, I, I believe. And just to touch on something that you said earlier about um, the individuals who have been protesting about 
you know, they, they feel like they, they want to be free because we, you know, we're told to stay indoors and all that kind of stuff. I posted something yesterday, and I said it's the only type of enslavement you've witnessed or you felt in your life is being told that you had to stay indoors for your own safety, then you're privileged. And you need to sit your privileged selves down somewhere because on the other side of that, as far as being black in America, we face these types of issues every day. So excuse you for having felt enslaved for about three months, two to three months, as opposed to, you know, walking in the shoes of being black in America. So I would like for people to understand that it's it's not okay to be selfish. Look at this time. It's not a, it's not a you know, taking our freedom. It was supposed to be for our safety. If you don't value your safety, I sure value mine. So, and just like you said earlier, staying away from, things growth if it doesn't if it's something in your life that is not helping you to grow there's no purpose for it It serves no purpose in your life so you need to move forward past that and letting go stop focusing on things that you have no control over some things in life we have no control over we own we can only do things something about the things that we can control and that's where we need to shift our focus so i'll leave it at that and over in uh, social media, we have a comment, send them to an island and let their asses be free not to wear a mask t- together. Yep, have no health care, have no anything, and just let them be free. And, you know, as they keep infecting each other, just go ahead on and do whatever they do, do that thing that they do, and let them be happy until the end. And over in the um, show chat room, Jean says, I've grown tomatoes. I love big homegrown tomatoes, the inside skin that divides. Tomatoes into section is thinner, not thick like store-bought. And he says, when you overcome your fear of success, you will start to see your ascension into success. Also remember, when you begin your ascension, you will begin to see who were really there to cheer you on and who was only there to use you. Part of success is removing those people in your life who may have been the obstacle preventing your ascension. And uh, with that said, again, if you all know how this show flows, again, nothing is ever scripted. We are not um, a group of people who sits down and talks about, oh, this is what we're going to say and this and that. I may pick a topic as a, as a chat starter, but that's as far as it goes. However we commence to uh, converse is all up to each individual feelings at that time and whatever's on our hearts, minds, spirits, and souls. So with that says, ask Eugene to bake me a cake. <laughs> okay, I know I'm coming down. There. Is everything lifted? Because I need my pies. I need my pies. But um, it's odd that you brought up fear, um, Eugene, because I literally, sitting here without a pen in hand, a few moments ago, I had written this, fear. And I don't know if you have heard that, me, I'm the queen of acronyms, and I had written this a while ago. Um, But I think that it went viral somehow, and of course, someone else could have thought of it too. But I said, fear, face everything and rise. 
and I believe the other thing is false something appearing real or whatever it is. But mine is face everything and rise. That's what it was. The other fear that all the feel-good, foo-foo, fluff-fluff gurus say is something about um, false false examples appearing real or false something. But mine is face everything and rise. Just face everything and rise. Step above the fear. Step above the problems. Okay, someone is outside washing their vehicle. Okay, well, I guess you can do that now. Okay, no problem. Anyway, face everything and rise. Rise above the heartache. Rise above your pain. Rise above your disappointments. Rise above your challenges. When I, uh, when my asthma reactivated many years ago, and I would go to the pulmonologist, you know, he would say, you need to do this and you need to do that. I said, when I was younger, my mother would tell me, you need to breathe. That's all I remember as a child, because it seemed like I was getting on her nerves every time I had an asthma attack. And she would always yell at me and say, I needed to breathe, just breathe. I was a child. That's what it is, false evidence appearing real. Thank you, G. But I say face everything and rise. You have to face your obstacles in order for you to get past them. You have to face your obstacles in order for you to rise over them, go through them, and be above all of that. So that's the difference. All the gurus say false evidence appearing real. I say face everything and rise. That's the difference in the acronyms. Whichever one you can apply to, feel free. But I say face everything and rise. So we have to be at that point. We are ready for this new emerging normal. And no matter how hard we try to force it to go back to the way it was, you're going to have a vaccine or no vaccine. While they're busy working on vaccine for COVID-19-A, in many countries, COVID-19-B is out there because A has already mutated. So it's a mute point to think that this vaccine that they want to be number one to create will help if number two is already here. This is a new normal. I put up a post the other day about is being at home harming our immune system. I know that every single day I go out without a mask on now, even to go to the mailbox. I come back in, I'm coughing and my throat is burning, and I'm not feeling well. And I think that it's because, you know, my house is like my sanctuary, and it's a place where I'm shielded from all of the, you know, um, antigens and things that are out in the real world. And when I go out into the world, all of my underlying conditions are activated. So that's why I have to stay safe, and I do try to go out more than before. And after this, I'm going to go stand out on my deck for a while, get some vitamin D from the sun before that goes in, and I'm going to try to enjoy being outside, listening to the birds, watching the vermin, Oh, D and other creatures rolling around in my back. It's ridiculous. Anyway, cute but ridiculous sometimes. 
because they can be annoying because the deer tend to jump the fence and I go outside and they're walking around in my yard like they pay mortgage. So I'm like, why are you in my yard? Why not the neighbor's yard? Why not the yards that don't even have fences? How about those? No, they like the grass in my yard. So they're always there and they'll jump out and leave whenever they're ready. Otherwise, I see them walking. Sometimes they're right up at my door. So I can't go out into my yard because I see eyeballs staring at me from the other side and they don't care. So all these little things we have to learn to enjoy. But we have to face whatever is holding us back first. And Shauna jumped off. So with that said, um, any other comments before I go? I'm looking over in social media. Ladies, you have anything you want to think about and ask? And before we go, I'd like to do this moment call. How about that stupidity that was said over the week? Let's talk about Joe Biden for a second and his black people. You ain't black if you're not voting for him instead of clown face. So um, I was like, you know, that's going to be his biggest problem is his mouth. Some of the things that he says and or does, usually we don't get too political, but that right there has been a problem, and it will continue to be until he learns how to shut the hell up. So before we go, ladies, we have seven minutes. We're going to do a flash session. What's your take on that? Um, I think go ahead. For me, I think that he does that because he knows. I mean, I don't know if he really says this stuff and gives it any thought prior to, but I think that he knows that we're so desperate. A lot of us are so desperate to get Trump out of office, and they're the only two candidates. He can kind of get away with saying things like that. That's just like when he came here to Macon and he went to – he said to the Mercer University student, um, he called her a mind dog-faced dog pony soldier. Then he automatically came back and tried to, you know, recount that statement. It Several times that his mouth, he puts his foot in his mouth all the time. But I think that, like I said, now he's at a place where he knows that most people who are Democrat are going to vote for him because he's the only option. And then it's either him or Trump. So he he comes out with these apologies, but do I think they're heartfelt? No, and that was a time, sadly, where, you know, Joe Biden just would have got all of my vote, and now I'm just like, Jesus, I'm I'm, I'm stuck again. I'm stuck. I'm stuck even worse than I thought I was with Trump and Hillary because it was I wasn't going to vote for Trump, but then I wasn't sold on Hillary because of, you know, it was many reasons why I didn't want Hillary in office either, but it was the lesser of two evils. We're in that same right. boat again, but this time it's even worse because is Joe Biden really going to be the lesser of two evils at this point? I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yep. That's a question that I have too. How about you, Allie B? We have six minutes. This is like a flash session, and I have to read some comments over in the chat room. Okay. Well, real quickly, it was unfortunate. It has put me in a position where I'm not sure, you know, what. I, I just feel kind of, you know, flabbergasted that we're in a position again where it's a matter of the lesser of two evils. We deserve candidates that are going to actually be for the people. And I'm afraid that this will probably, you know, cause some people to say, well, if I, I'm not going to vote for Trump, I'm definitely not going to vote for Biden. So I'm just not going to vote at all. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what I'm concerned about, that people are just like, you know what, forget it. It's not worth it. 
and that's an unfortunate position to be in. Yeah, and uh, over in the chat room, it says, uh, yeah, not really a fan of either, but I damn sure ain't voting for Dump. Um, Well, basically, Dump did the same thing. Just say whatever ignorant stuff from his mouth, and he became president. It seems that that's what the dregs in our society like, is white men who say ignorant stuff, and that shows their true nature. And one thing that... uh, to just bring this all together for me is the fact that yes, as much as it's going to hate, you know, hurt my heart for me to pull that lever for, for uh, Biden because I'm not feeling him at all. Period. Never did. Never will. Um, to not do anything at all is a vote. It could become a a vote for Trump because his his base is going to come out and vote because they're voting on sheer hatred, and the fact that he's giving them given them the um, the power that was held at bay for so long from the FedEx drivers that FedEx fired them for putting up the film of the white man harassing him and threatening him instead of FedEx taking up for him. That's why I started um, that hashtag fed up with FedEx. Um, they will never get my business um, or the white woman who didn't want the black delivery driver and the company just took him off of the of, of the route instead of um if I called and said I'm a black woman and I don't want a white driver, what do you think they're gonna tell me? Either get the delivery or they won't deliver. So these double standards and things probably a show for another day where I think we may do one that's strictly about what's going on in this country right about now. Uh last comment over in the um show chat room. Biden is the more competent of the two in maneuvering politics. He will have way more diplomacy, I hope, um, than the current regime and will not disrespect or be disrespected by media. Oh, he's gonna be disrespected by media because he doesn't know what to say out of his mouth and he's giving him fuel for the fire. But uh does he know the job better? Of course he does. But then again, you know, Trump has literally just come through like this Trump train and just destroyed everything. Um, and people are just kind of sort of following suit with him, but yet talking about him like a dog behind his back, but he's too foolish and self-absorbed to realize it. Um, we'll have to see how this plays played out, but my last comment is this. People, when you don't vote, you're helping the opposition to win. And it's bad enough that They'll be scrutinizing. Everyone's watching to see if their allies will help them to steal another election. But it all comes down to the Electoral College. Doesn't matter what anyone did. Hillary had the popular vote. The Electoral College is the people, that group of, again, old white heads that gave that to um, the current um, person that's running the White House. You notice very seldom do I ever even give him a name or anything because I don't want to give him that kind of power to a narcissistic sociopath old fool. But anyway. With that said, this has been a great show. Give you all a few minutes of peace. But I want to pray each and every one of you enough. I want to pray enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days. I want to pray you enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I want to pray you enough smiles to turn the frown that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I want to pray you enough strength and courage to face whatever may be knocking at your door, coming your way from this very moment and beyond. 
Change is a coming, people, and you have to be prepared or you will be left behind wondering the should have, would have, could have. I don't want to see anybody do that. So with that said, it's been a great show. Thank you all for being here. We will be back next Saturday. We're not change. No, we won't. Yes, we will. We will be back on next Saturday. Uh, next, this Friday, this coming Friday night at 9 p.m., we will be on Zoom. Uh, for those of you who want to join in, I will send you the passcode and the ID later on. We will be on Zoom with the ladies of Focus Females Global. If you'd like to join in for that conversation, again, let me know. Or join us on Meetup under Focus Females Global. Join the group there, and you can get all of the information. Until next time, be well, be blessed. As we begin, we will end after a day of good conversation with good people. And we're going to end with Tori Lee's good music. Have a great weekend and week, everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.